following sermon audio is from Love City Church, Cincinnati. More audio and information about Love City Church can be found at www.mylovecitychurch.org. If you have a Bible with you, turn to Matthew chapter 5. Uh, if you don't, we'll have these verses on the screen. So the question we're going to answer today is one that has come up many times, uh, as I understand it. Uh, Several of the children's discipleship leaders have come to me saying, this question is burning in the hearts and minds of our kids. And so we're going to tackle it today. The question is, does God love the devil? Does God love the devil? And so as I got looking into this, I realized it's really complicated, so I'm just going to let you guys answer it, because I'm tired too, so I'm just going to take the day off preaching. So here's how we're going to do this. If you think the answer is yes, God does love the devil, when I count to three, I want you to say yes as loud as you can. If you think the answer is no, I want you to say no as loud as you can, okay? I'm going to count to three, and then I want you to scream your answer. Whoever's louder, we're just going to give that, uh, let that be the answer, and then we'll go eat a family meal, okay? Ready? One, two, three, yes or no? Mmm, that was tough. Honestly, that was so muddy, now I have to preach. Thanks a lot, guys. I couldn't tell if yeses or noes won. Okay, so we're going to go to Matthew 5, and this text is where I think oftentimes these questions come from. Let me just take a minute to say this. I want all of you kids to listen to me really carefully. This is important. The questions that you guys ask, the questions that end up making it to me that you're constantly asking, are you going to be brave enough to do it this time? No. My niece will come up to the front of the pews every time we do this and act like she's going to rush me and then goes back. So we think we have her her limit figured out. Uh, Also, let me say this, parents, if you weren't expecting family worship today or whatever, and you're nervous about noise, please don't be. If you or the kids need a break, uh, the living room is open and, and the stream is in there, that's fine, but we're not worried about a little noise today, right? Okay, great, awesome. All right, so kids, I want you to hear this. The questions you guys ask are so awesome. And I want you to know that this church family is not a place that's unsafe to ask questions. You kids ask whatever questions you want to ask because we want to hear your questions, okay? If you're, if you're a parent in here and you want your kids to ask good, hard Bible questions, let me see your hand raised in the air. Go ahead. All right, if you're just a Christian that wants kids to ask good Bible questions, put your hand in the air. All right, good. That was basically everybody. So kids, I want you to know, God's not afraid of your questions and neither are we. And I can't promise you that we will always know the answer to your question, but I can promise you if an answer can be found, we'll help you find it. There are certain things we can ask about what God does and why that are hard to answer, but uh, anytime we can, we're going to search with you to, to come up with it. Josh, is this wonky? Is something going on? Okay. Amen. All right, so we're in Matthew 5, right? Do you guys go there? Let's start in verse 40, 43. This is where I think oftentimes the wheels start turning that, that bring this question up in a lot of kids' minds, Okay. Uh, Matthew 5, verse 43, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. 
Praise God for his word. So I think the logic train goes, all right, so Jesus is telling us to love our enemies, and the Bible clearly says that the devil is God's enemy, so does God love the devil? Because if he doesn't, then it may seem like he's being a hypocrite, or if he does, then, then well, what does that mean? Should I be praying for the devil to repent and, and to turn to God? Where, where does that leave us? How do we think about this, okay? So, what I think is really important to do in starting to answer this question, because we're asking a really big question, does God love the devil? The first thing we need to establish is a good biblical working definition of love. That's the, the crux of the question is, does God love the devil? Okay, so let's, let's work on what love is. The Bible gives us uh, a couple places to zero in on what God means when he says love. And that's what we're concerned with right now, right? We're not concerned with what humans think love is or even what my opinion is. We want to know what does God mean when he says that. Here's one place you can go. Uh, the book of 1 John chapter 3, verse 16 says, By this we know love that he, and it's talking about Jesus, laid down his life for us. And so we ought to lay down our lives for one another. And so it, the way that verse started was, by this we know love. So if you want to understand love, look at this. And what does it point us to? It points us to Jesus on the cross. And so what that tells us is, when God's talking about love, he's talking about selflessness and sacrifice and a willingness to care more about the good of someone else than yourself. And this is the kind of love that God has given us in Christ. You want me to switch to this other mic, Josh? It's real tin canny. Are you guys having a hard time hearing me? Okay. <clears throat> so, 1 John 3.16, here's another place we can go. 1 John 4.8, the one who does not love does not know God because God is love. By this, the love of God was revealed in us that God has sent his only son into the world so that we may live through him. By this, the love of God was revealed. Some, some translations will say manifest. How, do we, how, was, how was love revealed? That God sent his only son into the world so that we may live through him. Again, we're seeing that when God's talking about love, he's talking about something more than just affection, something even greater than compassion. He's talking about a selfless commitment to the good of another person, even if it costs you, okay? Uh, and, and even in, in the example of Jesus, it cost you everything, because Jesus went all the way to the cross as a result of his love for us, okay? So, that's what love is from God's perspective. Lots more we could say about this, but we're preaching short today, okay? So my next question is, what do angels and animals have in common? What do angels and animals have in common? Anybody got an answer? Duke? Way to be bold, anyways. So I thought what some of you might say is they both start with A. Did anybody think that? If you at least got that, I congratulate you. That's true. Who said that? Was that Dino? Good man. Angels and animals both start with A. They are both God's creation. And hold, don't throw anything at me until I'm done, if you want to, okay? Angels and animals 
The Bible never says God loves them the way he loves humans. It never says that. And that might be shocking to you. And some of you automatically are like, well, I don't like that because I like animals. And what you think I'm saying is, oh, well, Pastor Vince hates animals or he thinks God hates animals. That's, that's not the point. The point is, just because the Bible says God is love or just because the Bible said all of his creation is good or because the Bible says over and over again that God cares for his creation does not mean the Bible says specifically that he loves all of creation the way he loves you and I. As a matter of fact, the Bible only says that God loves the members of the Trinity. God loves the Son and the Spirit. The Spirit loves the Son and the Father. The, the Son loves the Father and the Spirit. They have this kind of love, and they have chosen to pour out this special kind of love into one thing in creation, and that's humans. Now, I'm not saying God doesn't care for the rest of creation. The Bible's clear that he does. But if you look through your Bible carefully, you will see there's never one place where it says God loves angels or any of the rest of creation the way he loves us. And so that helps us in answering this question. And you might say, well, I, I don't like that. God is slow. And, and some of you are probably thinking about John 3.16. I hope you're pushing back on this. That's okay. You might say, well, it says, for God so loved the world. There you go, Pastor Vince. Ha, I beat you at the scripture game. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But why did he give his only begotten son? So that whoever, people, would believe in him, would not perish, would have everlasting life. When, when John 3.16 says that God loves the world, it's talking about all the people in the world. And you know that directly from the context of what he's saying God did as a result of his love. Okay? So, uh, it, it, God has only said he loves within the Trinity and people. Uh, how do we know God loves within the Trinity? At the baptism of Jesus, we have God the Father speaking and saying, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. There's many other things we could point to around that. Just wanted to give you one example. Okay? So, where does that leave us? If we're looking, if we're looking for the, the answer to, does God love the devil? I think we can say with a fair degree of certainty, the answer is no. If what we mean by does God love the devil is does God love anything the way he loves within the relationship of the Trinity and the way he loves people? And what's the difference? How, how, what, why, why would I say this? Why would I even go so far as to get some of you so super riled up by including animals in a conversation? I know that's where I lost half of you. Like, I don't, no, 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 God loves animals. Okay. Oh, oh. God has great care for animals, and he commands us to care for animals. Let me just try to fix it. Kids, should we be mean to animals, yes or no? No, of course we shouldn't be mean to animals. Those are God's creation, and he cares for them very much. The Bible says all over the place, all good things come from God. He, he, he feeds all flesh, Psalm 136 says, okay? God takes care of all of his creation. God has affection for all his creation. And, and what I want, don't want you to see in this where you could end up at the end of what I've just told you is feeling sad that God doesn't love angels or animals or any of the rest of creation the way he loves us. But that's actually looking at it the wrong way. What we should end up being is so incredibly grateful that there is one thing in all the universe that God decided to pour his love into. And that's humans. That's people. 
And God loves you so much that really the gospel, she's okay with me, if whatever you want to do, Dad. Um, really the gospel is the place to go to answer this question. Because friends, Jesus didn't die to save angels or animals. Jesus died to save sinners, people. Okay, so this isn't so much about trying to lower angels, animals, all of God's creation. It's all amazing. God made it all. It's all, it's all good other than ones that rebelled. It's not about lowering them, but it's about lifting up your understanding of how special and precious the love of God is and how special and precious you are to God. That's, that's the real point, and that's where this question ultimately should lead us. God, and, and you may ask, okay, all right, well, is there a chance for the devil to repent? Is there a chance for the devil to turn away? The Bible isn't clear about if the devil could or not, but the Bible does tell us clearly that he won't. The Bible doesn't tell us clearly if there was ever a possibility of Satan turning around from his foolish endeavor to try to defeat God, but the Bible does tell us in Revelation chapter 20 that he won't. The end for Satan is already sealed. God has told us this probably so that we don't end up confused and trying to pray for Satan or hope that he will change his mind, okay? Revelation 20 verse 10 And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are also, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Satan is not going to repent. Satan is not going to stop pridefully trying to take God's place. And so we have no... When when Matthew 5 says to pray for your enemies, to love your enemies and to pray for those who persecute you, It's not talking about the devil and demons. Their fate is sealed. What it's talking about, and if you look all through Matthew 5, you'll see the context again leads us to this understanding. When Jesus says to love your enemies and to pray for those who persecute you, he's talking about people. All of what's going on in Matthew 5 is is teaching about how we relate to one another. And that's so super important because especially as Christians, the Bible says our love for one another is the main thing that's going to show the world that God is real and he's actually changed our hearts. Part of how we're a light to the world is by being people that reflect the amazing love of God to one another. And that can be really hard. Sometimes it's hard to love people. Sometimes people make themselves your enemy. And, and you might be asking, okay, all right, I'm supposed to love my enemies, but what does that mean? Well, I can tell you one thing it can mean. Jesus gave us a cheat sheet. He said, love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you. Friends, there's stories all through church history of people just like Jesus being tortured for their faith and praying for the people that were doing the torturing. Most of us won't be in that position, but almost all of us will have a a situation where somebody's going to be mean to us, somebody's going to give us a hard time, and we're going to have a choice to make. Are we going to respond to that the way they are dealing with us? Or are we going to choose the way of Christ? Are we going to choose to love them and to care about their soul and to pray for them? Those are the options set before us today. And I hope, I hope we got a glimpse today of how incredible the love of God is and how special it is that we get to share in it. 
God is love. And that's an amazing statement, and I'm not sure any of us fully understand what it means. But he's included us in being able to reflect and, and be a part of his love in the world. And so that's bottom line. As far as what Pastor Vince has to say about does God love the devil, the answer is no. All right? So I fully realize that this answer, because you guys are such smarty pants, is probably going to lead to more questions. Okay? And that's totally fine. I want you to ask your questions. So one thing I want you to know is during family meal, after this, I'll be back there. So kids, if you have follow-up questions after what we just looked through, uh, I'd be happy to, to talk to you about it. And if you don't catch me at family meal, have your parents email me or whatever, uh, and, and I'll be happy to talk to anybody about anything around this, okay? Let's pray together. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for your word. Uh, without your word, Lord, we wouldn't know who you are or who we are. We wouldn't know how to navigate this world that is oftentimes very confusing. And Lord, it's not just kids that have questions, it's adults too. There are things that uh, just don't seem to make sense, things we don't understand, but we, we thank you so much. Your word says we can have peace that surpasses understanding. We don't have to understand every little detail because we know that you do. And you have shown us how good you are and how much you love us by sending Jesus to die in our place for our sins. So we thank you that salvation is possible today for the people that you love. We thank you that by faith we can respond to the good gospel message. Lord, we know we need you, and I thank you that you have given us a way, by faith, to have relationship with you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for creating us as your special children, your, the, the, the crown of all of your creation. Thank you that you have called us to reign with you forever. Thank you, Lord, for how good and perfect you are. We love you, but only because you loved us first. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Love City Church, located in Cincinnati, Ohio. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for those copies or alter the content in any way without permission. To give or find out more about Love City Church, visit www.mylovecitychurch.org.